0: Welcome to the CBS Eye on Money podcast. It is Tuesday, August 17th. And today we are really going to get into the weeds about how to get your kid to sleep. No, just kidding. We're going to talk about a young couple's financial questions, just had a baby, just bought a house. It's very exciting. If you would like to join us on the air, send us an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com. Go to the website, jillonmoney.com, hit the contact button. So we'll get to baby financial planning after this.
1: This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit truegreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed.
0: Okay, so we have got Patrick from Pennsylvania on the line. And Patrick, you've got a baby, a new house, you got a spouse, you got a lot going on. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Hi, Jill, Mark. Thank you for having me. Um, Big fan of the show, of the book. Um, It's excited to be here today. So, my wife and I um, moved, we sold our first home and bought a new home in February, um, right before the you know, pandemic kind of started. Um, then had our uh, son was born in March uh, of that year as well. So nothing like in about 30 days, buying a new home, having a baby and having a global pandemic. Um, I mean,
0: there's really not much more you could add to your stress plate than that. That's the ultimate hat trick. Yeah. I mean, my God. Can I just go back one quick question before you keep telling us our, your great story? How old are you, Patrick?
2: I am 36 and my wife is about the same age.
0: Okay. You got the kiddo. You got the house. How much did you buy the house for? Uh, 285 Is it still worth that or has you, has your area seen a big bump up in prices? A uh,
2: big bump up. We were lucky to get in when we did. Um, the estimated value now is about three twenty.
0: Woo! Okay. And you have a mortgage on that house? We do. And how much is that?
2: It's two twenty one right now, roughly. Um, mm-hmm. And actually, we're starting to kick around and getting some quotes on possibly even refinancing.
0: What's the interest rate now? Three point five. Were you lucky enough to be able to work from home and have this kid? And like, how did how did this work out for you guys?
2: Yes. So that was, you know, one of those blessings in disguise with everything. We did get basically got to spend the entire first year of his life at home with him uh, working. Um, So he didn't start daycare until after he was one. We're just starting to go back into the office now. um, And he's doing like, you know, the five day a week daycare. How's that? Uh, Good. Uh, We were trying to. Expensive. Yeah very uh we were trying to balance having him home two days a week while we were working and it was great when he was i used to joke when he was a potato and couldn't really move much but um now once he started walking that was it that was the game was over
0: the full mobility is the game changer that's right as soon as that happened for mark he was like all right my my in-laws can't be like Taking care of him all day long, like that's a lot. That's a lot to take care of, right? So, how much do you and your wife make together?
2: About one hundred thirty-eight thousand.
0: Okay, and tell us about your retirement contributions.
2: Sure. So, this is kind of the crux of why I actually reached out to you. So, I work for the state government. So I, if I would stay with there, would be entitled to a pension. So that is about 6% I have to contribute. Um, And then I also contribute to a 457. I do 11%. Hmm. Prior to my son, we were actually doing 22%, but we dropped it down once we knew he was coming.
0: What about your wife? What What does she do in terms of retirement contributions? She does 5%. And does she get a match? So she does under
2: that, but it basically comes out between her what she contributes and the match is five percent.
0: Okay, and so how is the cash flow with this extra burden of daycare right now?
2: The cash flow is okay, pretty good. Um, we're I'm a pretty strict budgeter. Um, I kind of track every penny. I've been doing that for a, a while, um, so we're okay there. This is our forever home, so we did make a big jump up. Mm-hmm. But I expect to continue to make more, and so does she. So we're okay for right now.
0: Okay. That's good to know. How much do you have saved already in retirement and in just other stuff? Any other savings like emergency reserve fund or money outside of retirement that's invested and then also the retirement funds?
2: Sure. So, emergency reserve fund, I have we have about 18k in mm-hmm. just cash. Um and then we have another 15k that is specifically earmarked for medical, major home repairs and things like that. So, they're kind of quasi both Emergency funds. Mm -hmm. Um, Then in retirement assets, we have a hundred and sixty thousand saved up right now, and that's split up between thirty three in Roth, fifty four in an IRA, twenty five thousand in my wife's four hundred one k, and then I have about forty seven and some change in my four fifty seven plan.
0: So tell us a little bit about the state pension and how long it would require you being there and, you know, how you view that. Is that something that you think like, oh, there's no way I'm staying as long as I need to to get the pension? What, what's going on for you?
2: So originally when I took the job, so I also have quite a bit of student loan debt, but I am in my ninth year of the 10 years for the public service loan forgiveness. Wow. Uh, Yes. So I am next December. We're having a big party if you and Mark would like to come because my student loan debt will be done then. Oh, uh,
0: fantastic. <laughs> we'll be there. Mark Marcus um, down is
2: coming. And so I originally thought I'll do my 10 years. I'll go into maybe look, start looking at private practice. Um, and now that my son is here, I kind of realized I like my job. The pension, you know, plan is is good. Um, I like the work life balance I have. So now I'm thinking, wait, maybe I end up kind of sticking out my whole career mm. in the pro- in the public sector um, with the state. And so, yeah, I need 10 years there to vest, mm-hmm. um, which I have six in now. Um, and then obviously, anything you do past the 10 year vesting,
0: you're just increasing what the pension payout would be. And if you do stick around there, obviously, I think it's always great to stay at least until you vest, um, unless you hate it. Tell me a little bit about what the pension plan looks like you know 20 years down the line basically like if you're 25 years do you have an idea of what the pension payout looks like is it a percentage of your highest three years or something like that or is it a a, a different number that, that they calculated for
2: so there's a there's a formula I ran it actually through a couple calculators to prepare for our call um, and basically if I were to stay until I was 65. Using just a two percent raise every year, mm-hmm. um, the max payout would be one hundred and one thousand dollars a year.
0: Holy smokes! I'm done. I'm done. I mean, if you like it, that is unbelievable.
2: Now, yeah, I would do. I would take a reduction. Um, my wife is a very, very in shape marathon runner, so she's definitely going to outlive me. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would take the reduction most likely, but that would still leave it about eighty thousand dollars a year. But then she would continue to collect you know if i were to die first
1: this episode is brought in part to you by audible your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat like james patterson's first audio only thriller the coldest Case*. to
0: 500-500. A lot of people will call us and get in touch with us and they'll say like, I know you think your pension's really good, but I hate my job. But you're not saying that. And, you know, when you work for a a state, uh, the other thing that can happen is that you can kind of move around. There is mobility within the state. Do you have a job you think you could, like if you got bored with this job, you think you can go someplace else in the state government?
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. I I definitely have a lot of both upward mobility and lateral. If I
0: wanted to, at the current position, I'm done, Mark. Um, okay. So here's what I think. I think so. You've got a year before the f- forgiveness. When the forgiveness comes, right? Your cash flow's got to be looking pretty sweet,
2: right? Uh, yeah. And actually, my wife's student loan debt will uh, is going to be done in July of next year. So we'll have almost eight to nine hundred dollars a month. Just won't have anything assigned to. Because really kind of what premised the, the reaching out to you was I'm trying to balance this idea of a p- potential pension with how much should we be saving, you know, continued into our 401ks versus what can we put in maybe a 529 for our son? Because right now we, we put a little bit of money we had put away thinking my wife was going to take a lot more time off, but then since she was home for COVID. Mm. Um, so we put that in and we're just doing kind of 100 to $200 a month into that um, short term. So the kind of idea was, could we lower our retirement savings slightly with the pension there to then up maybe a little bit of the 529 contributions?
0: I don't know if you're going to even need to do that, because obviously what's going to happen is your cash flow is going to look great over the course of the next 18 months. Are you guys filing jointly or do you have to file separately for these loan programs?
2: So for the last few years, we have filed separately. But um, this year, because of the pause and how they recalculate your loans, we will for 2020 um, have filed jointly and then uh, moving forward, we'll continue to file jointly.
0: And you guys, when you put money in, like when she's putting the five percent into her four hundred and fifty-seven, is it a Roth four hundred and fifty-seven or is it a traditional?
2: So for her, it is a traditional four hundred and one k. They'll match. She can contribute to a Roth, but they're matching in the will traditional al- will only be in the traditional.
0: Right? And what about you? Are you in a Roth or in a traditional? So I was
2: in a traditional initially because the my idea was lowering my income because my student loan payments were based on a percentage of what my my individual income was. So that's mm-hmm. why we were doing the 22% um, just lower what my take home was as much as possible to then pay less on the loans. And now that we're going to get to the end of that, now I'm thinking I would switch that back yeah, to a Roth.
0: Definitely. I think um, I think that eventually, uh obviously not this second, but you know, you're going to manage the process as you need to, but you know, when you're Married filing jointly at a 22% marginal rate, we want you to use the Roth options that you guys each have. So for, for her 401k Roth, even though they match in the traditional and for you in the 457, the Roth. And again, if the game plan is I'm staying with the state, life is good. I'm going to have, you know, $80,000 of income, of, you know, straight up income. Your, your tax bracket's not going to go down by that much come retirement. You know? Mm-hmm. And so it really does argue to be in a Roth structure today so that you can, again, pass the repayment, all that stuff, but to have that money set aside that's already been taxed, because your tax bracket's probably going to remain the same. And it may even go up just based on long term tax rates. It sounds like you're in good shape when things loosen up. Okay. So when the first loosening up, where you have, okay, my, my wife is now frees up the money in that moment. Is there are we're we putting in enough money to get to maximize her match in the 401k or could she put more in and get more money?
2: We've maxed we maxed the match.
0: OK, so if you've done that, I would like her to save more for retirement. But since you're new parents and you're kind of nervous about this, I'm OK with you taking the money that is freed up from her loan payment and put it in the 529 plan. That's fine. You're really gonna get cooking here. Okay. You're really gonna get cooking. You know, as the cash flow does increase, you'll be able to put money in the 529 and more in your Roth accounts. And I think that'd be great. I really do. And I think you'll be in really good shape. And I don't think that you're really gonna have to make some I don't think you're gonna have to make big choices around this. If you wind the clock ahead by 18 months. What is the free cash flow available?
2: um well if we also did the refinance we'd be looking at a probably about no raises or anything about a thousand dollars a month
0: that's great mark am i allowed to put a thousand dollars a month in the 529 no he's gonna say no you gotta you gotta put let's put more money how about if we split it what about if you did five and five 500 in the 529 plan and then 500 in retirement how would you feel about that
2: Oh no, that would be fine, I, and we would up my wife's. Um, we were intentionally oversaving for retirement in my account again to just lower my income, since that was the only math for the student loans.
0: Right, right. I mean, it sounds it sounds like you're in a really good place. Did you um, did you very nervously say, "Oh my God, we have to get life insurance and we have to get our estate planning done," or did you blow that off?
2: So we have had life insurance. We got life insurance when we bought our first home. Mm-hmm. Um, so we each have a half a million dollar policy. And then I, through work, added another, I think it's almost about 300,000 oh, um, because that was cheaper. We have that. And then we've talked about the estate planning part of the, you know, with COVID and everything, we weren't sure how comfortable we were going out and stuff. So
0: it's been on the to-do list and we do know we have to do that now with our son. The only nudge factor is the estate planning. That's it. That's all I'm going to nudge you about. Otherwise, you know, you'll do the rest. And I think that the if you're willing to stay at the state level, and you know, you think that you can make this work, then that's a great deal. It's a fantastic deal, and I think it'll alleviate a lot of the retirement pressure for you in the future.
2: Agreed. So, thank you very much. Um, this, it sounds like a great plan. And as an attorney, I. Definitely know I should be getting this estate planning. Done.
0: Oh, he even admits he cops to the fact that he's a lawyer. All right, All right. man. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, if you want to be like Patrick in PA and you want to start, you know, sort of thinking about your career and getting some advice, let us know. All you need to do is send us an email askJill at JillOnMoney.com. Tell us if you want to come on the air. Mark will do the rest. If you are on the website, maybe you are subscribing to our sister podcast called Jill on Money. maybe you're signing up for our free weekly newsletter maybe you are watching various television segments who knows when you're there at the website bookmark the website and you know we've got a contact button so anytime you need to find us you'll find us right there okay don't forget to do something nice for someone else today and keep this mantra in mind for eye on money curiosity compassion community Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you on Thursday.